0: well hello runners welcome to episode 19 of the i run things podcast the podcast for the everyday runner in search for that extra bit of motivation to get out there my name is susie and i'm your host today i bring you amanda brooks amanda is a personal trainer coach and author of the book run to the finish the Everyday Runner's Guide to Avoiding Injury, Ignoring the Clock, and Loving the Run. In this interview, she talks about how she started running, how she overcame surgery, and how she made strength training a very important part of her routine. For more inspiration and interviews with other running personalities like Amanda Brooks, don't forget to visit our other social media platforms the links will be in the show notes. Also, if you like the show, please share it on social media and leave a review whatever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This helps our community grow and reach other runners who might be interested in our content. Mm-hmm. And before we get into the interview, I wanted to play a little snippet of last week's episode with Mark, host of the YouTube channel. Running with Mark, who spoke with us about his love of running, challenging himself to run a marathon in his 20-foot-long balcony, and attempting a two-hour, 45-minute marathon in Helsinki. Uh, some of you may know me as Running with Mark. Or to enjoy running full stop to start doing more. is to try and impress girls. <laughs> Today's session... Is about gaining fitness, not proving fitness. I think it's really important to not be so linear and closed off. The mind stops us before you know anything else does. And I mean, I'd have plenty of questions for you, but it's your podcast and your thing, so we'll have to do something <laughs> some other day where I've got uh, I can ask you some questions or something. So, do you want to but, do it now? Uh, If you're interested in listening to this show, you will find it in your podcast platform as episode 18. Also, as a gift to this community, there will be a bonus episode coming out later today with Mel, a visually impaired athlete who has run five New York City marathons, a few triathlons, and even an ultra with the help of a non-for-profit organization called Achilles International. And now a message from our sponsor if you're an avid runner like me you know how hard it is to train in this heat if you're as busy as i am you most likely try to wake up as early as possible to put in your miles however let's face it the humidity is very high all across the nation this time of year your other option is to wait till after later in the day but then the mosquitoes or piranhas they could eat you alive And who wants to go to the gym with this pandemic looming? The solution? Purchasing a Lifespan treadmill. It has truly changed my life. Now, I do not worry about the heat or the humidity anymore or being eaten alive by mosquitoes. I just run in the comfort of my own home whenever it suits my busy schedule. Lifespan treadmills come with all the bells and whistles you want and an unbeatable price. To get yours, click on the link in the show notes below. And now, without further ado, let's listen to Amanda's interview.
1: Hi Amanda, how are you? I'm doing good, glad to be here. I'm
0: glad you are here because I know that we have to reschedule <laughs> um, I think one time or a couple times. So but I do appreciate, I know that you moved house and you, know, you were going through um, major changes because you know, moving house is one of the major you know, things to go through in life. Mm-hmm. It's very stressful. So. And Amanda Brooks, you are so recognizable as a household name, I think, for most of us runners. But just in case people are familiar but they don't know about your background, why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Sure. Well, I love to think that all the runners know me, but (laughs) I know there are some who don't. So yeah, Amanda Brooks, I write a website called Run to the Finish, which I actually started in 2007, which is crazy to think about. And this year I released my first book, um, just realizing that I wanted to go even deeper on a lot of the things that I talked about. And I kept getting more and more feedback from the community that they felt sort of left out of the conversation a lot of the time. Like it was all just about like being really fast or getting really fast. And they were like, what if I just want to like enjoy running? Um, And I was like, that's what I do. So um, it was a lot of fun. I love to write. So for me, writing a book was not a painful process as I hear a lot of people describe it. Um, I love doing it. Unfortunately, you know, I launched like three days before the pandemic hit. So it was just weird timing, Um, but I'm still super excited. And I just love having these different platforms now where I can really connect with people. So beyond doing just one-on-one run coaching, I now have a virtual run club so that more people can kind of come together in this time where we feel like we're missing our running buddies. Right.
0: I know in the book you talk about how you started running and um, how happy running makes you. With when I was reading that portion of you know the beginning of the book, I was like, "She feels me" because because I feel kind of the same. You know, when I run, it just makes me happy. So if there are no races, yes, that makes me sad, but I still have my running, so I'm so happy. Um, but but why don't you walk us through how you started running and and like, at the beginning yeah. your beginner years,
1: yeah. So, I think a lot of people have a similar story in that maybe they did sports growing up, but like, running was punishment, you know? It was the you're late for practice, it was the timed mile in high school, which oh gosh, I just thought was the most painful thing ever. Me too, so kind of. I know, as team sports kind of ended, I was still like doing things to stay active and be fit, but I would quite literally fake knee pain not to run with people. We would start running. I would grab my knee and go, oh my gosh, it hurts. I don't think I can run. (laughs) So when people tell me they hate it, like I viscerally remember that. Um, And then it was just sort of this weird thing where I was in college. And so you're walking to campus all the time and I found myself just wanting to walk more and that time outside and there's just kind of this point you hit where you're like well it might feel okay to run and with no pressure and no requirements you know I just let myself I think naturally do that run walk Um, and then all of a sudden I was just running and then some friends were doing a half marathon and I thought oh, there's a road trip here and I want to go. It, I mean, never crossed my mind that I could go and not do the race. <laughs> like, it was just, if I'm going to go, I, I have to do the race. So my first race ever was a half marathon and it was hard, but in this, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of myself way. And I think that's one of the things running consistently gives me is this like, it's always hard, and I'm always proud of myself for showing up. It doesn't matter if I did a mile. It doesn't matter if I finished a race. I'm consistently like, hey, good job. You did that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? So in, in your book, you tell your, you know when you got injured and you had to go through surgery and how um, you went through all those feelings of, no, I can't run when am I going to be able to run, um, which is really, to me, that piece of the story in the book, and I knew that you had been injured because I've been following you on social media, but I didn't know, obviously, in your own words, how that made you feel. Um so what, what why don't you talk to us about, again, for people who may not know the story, how you got it? Because I know it wasn't running. Like, it's easy yeah. to say, well, she's a runner. She's going to get injured.
1: <laughs> it wasn't running. <laughs> yes. It's funny because I had injuries when I was, you know, in my early 20s, like IT band that took me out for six months. And I just remember being... I mean devastated i wanted to run so bad and this injury felt like i had a better perspective and i think some of that is just having run much longer um so yes i was at a trampoline park and there became a knee injury and it was kind of one of these weird things where i couldn't straighten my leg and we couldn't pinpoint an issue why but that increasingly made it painful to walk um and so it was 8 months from the date of the injury before i even had surgery because they just were like we can't figure out what's happening and i was at the point of like i don't care just cut it open find out um i was willing to do that if it was going to get me running again so where i had been running you know for decades like 1600 miles a year all of a sudden for 8 months like a three mile run was the most I was getting in and I didn't totally recognize that that's what was happening because I was like, okay, I'm just going to strength train. I'm going to do these other things. And so I kept myself very active and very busy post-surgery. The comeback was a little longer because I had eight months where I wasn't doing my normal training. And that was actually the part that became mentally a little harder. So 10 weeks post-surgery, I was already running again, which was phenomenally fast because I had been doing all that strength training. And then I treated PT like my job. Um, I just really thought if I would have spent this time running, I'll just spend it doing PT. So I started running again and almost immediately realized I have to shift my mindset or I'm going to be really frustrated for a really long time because you have expectations of what you were doing, or I had certainly seen a lot of other people get injured or have a baby, and all of a sudden, like I was like, wait, they're back? And they're doing that already? So I really got in that mindset of like, I'm gonna take this all the way back to those beginner days where I was excited every time I did something new. And that, after that surgery was, just truly a game changer. It became like, I was excited I walked a mile, and then I was excited I ran a minute, like, and I held on to that, like, so three years later, like, (laughs) I'm running more miles than I was back in, like, 2015, um, so that's pretty cool, but I had to, I had to hold tight onto that for like well over a year because the comeback is just much longer than we think. Um, and it's so easy to get frustrated. Right. I think
0: your book has something very special. So because when I was reading it, you talk about how some people don't consider themselves runners if they don't run a certain distance or a certain speed. I actually have a good, um, Anecdote about that. I was I had been running for a year, and I'm on this trail, and there's a little bridge, so you have to kind of duck under the bridge, and usually it's very narrow, so there's you have to look and see if there's someone coming the, the other direction. There's this family with bikes. Um, The mom is out front, and she's like, "There's a runner coming, guys, be careful." She's telling her kids. And I I'm running, and I look behind, it. I say, "Who's the runner?" Like, <laughs> and then I realize they're talking about me so that was the reinforcement that I needed but I had been running for like a year Um, so I think your book brings there a really good point about if you run you're a runner and you give really good reinforcement for people who um, are hard on themselves which I think most runners do that to themselves and um, you're a coach as well so how, how do you motivate people to keep you know trying because I'm sure you experience this you know like runners we are all we, we tend to be hard on ourselves we, we you know if we don't hit our goals and sometimes we don't have realistic goals so yeah. how do you keep us motivated and how do you keep us thinking okay these are goals but these are your realistic goals so you're aiming way too high
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting, the whole title of runner and beginner, because I'll have people come to me for coaching that have been running for like three or four years. They've done 20 half marathons and they'll say, but I'm still a beginner. (laughs) And I think that is because in running, there's always something else we can achieve. We can go faster or farther. And so we all always kind of feel that way. And I think that's a little bit of the motivation piece too, is figuring out like, what's actually enjoyable to you about this? Like, what do you want to feel? And so I always say like, there are a ton of ways to get fit. Nobody has to run. So There's something about it that's drawing you in. It just takes us a little bit of time to figure out what that is. Like I said, for me, it's this weird, like, I'm so proud of myself thing. And I think a lot of other people do have that. They just don't know what to call it. Um, And so that's part of the motivation is figuring out that, like, what is it that you really want from this? Like, okay, that time goal is cool, but. Did you pick that time goal because you were trying to prove something to other people like you thought that's a certain time I need to run to be a real runner or because like you're progressing right now and that's a realistic like just enough to push you but not enough to injure you kind of place Um, and right now without races there is a lot of helping people figure out like what's a non PR goal that we can set so Maybe right now you want to work on your form, like you've never actually taken the time to do that. Or you want to start strength training, that thing you always mean to do, but say you don't have time for. So cool, let's just build like a super strong runner body right now so that when races come back, you're actually primed to do really well. And I think that's some of it, it's figuring out like that why, so what's driving you, that Feeling you really want to get from it. And then what are some other ways you can look at it if it's not just about the pace?
0: Right, right. You have a whole chapter on injuries Which to me is something that should be in every book for runners and sometimes most books They either don't talk about it at all Or if they talk about it, it's like three pages of like a list of these are the most common things you may experience Mm -hmm. Whereas viewers goes very in-depth into injuries, what to do, how to um, sort of rehab an injury, what types of exercises to do. Um, That's something that I know you're very active on social media and you do have videos on YouTube um, doing um, strength training. How much of your routine is strength training right now?
1: That's a good question. So in terms of just straight, like lifting weights kind of stuff, like for me two days a week right now because I'm running very high mileage um, at the moment, um, but every single warm-up that I do includes core and hip work. So that's one of the things that I kind of, when I'm talking about injuries a lot of the time, I'm trying to say like, we can prevent a lot of these if you'll do the warm-up and the warm-up isn't just a couple leg swings, like if you throw in some lunges and some clamshells, you'll be amazed at how many less injuries you have from like two little tiny exercises. Um, so for me, every single run starts with some of that. Um, so that kind of prehab core hip glutes is happening at least five days a week. And then two days a week, kind of that full body strength Um And then usually maybe something kind of core focused another day during the week, depending on how tired I am, if the miles have gotten too much. Um, But that's, I kind of try to program it that way for, for most runners, depending on how many days they're running, two to three days of kind of that full body. Um, But yeah, the warm up is like, my runners know (laughs) if they tell me they're not doing it, I get real frustrated.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And that's something I I think most runners will tell you they, we don't do enough because yeah yeah, because when we we like running generally that's why you run so if you're gonna if you have 50 minutes you're gonna use those 50 minutes into so so many times I go running and it's like I really should have warmed up a little bit because I'm (laughs) stiff (laughs) but yeah so let's talk about races because I know you have run some interesting races what would you say has been so far your most memorable experience.
1: That's interesting because I've run a lot of places where I didn't actually run a race and they were pretty amazing like running in Iceland was oh incredible. okay so let's do that but let's... <laughs> yeah but I have run some cool races so I did the Jerusalem half marathon and that was such a unique experience um, so that was amazing I've done a relay race through the countryside of Ireland. um, and that was amazing. I love the Ragnars here. I think just the connection you really get to make with people doing that is, is really phenomenal.
0: Right. So now since you mentioned places, what, what's some of the favorite places that you have run in?
1: Yeah, I, I admit like travel is one of the few things I'm really willing to spend money on. So people who know me are like, no, no, she doesn't go out to eat, (laughs) but but I will pay to travel. So um, Austria, Croatia, they're just amazing. And I, I love to explore new places and I don't have that fear of running by myself that I know a lot of people do have. I will look ahead and try to figure out places. I will ask if I feel like I'm somewhere where I need to be careful that I don't go a certain direction. Um, but I'll just go explore. And I love to still do it early in the morning when things are closed. So, I mean, you get to see the sights and like, I mean, Washington, D.C., if you run at five thirty in the morning, you see all the statues and there's no one there. Like, it's just such an incredible way to kind of experience a place.
0: Right. One of the, I, this is actually, I don't think I've ever told this to anybody, but one of the reasons why you started running is because there was that seed in my mind that this running was a cool thing. Um, I have a friend who traveled for work. She doesn't travel as much anymore, but, um, well, no, not nothing with COVID, but for work, she used to travel a lot. And she would go on Facebook and say, I ran along the sand this morning in Paris, or, <laughs> (laughs) I am in Germany, and I am running down the streets of Frankfurt, and I was so jealous. I was like, this is so cool, because so many times when you're traveling, you're with your family, or friends, and you're with people, but I imagine that feeling of, you know, like, before I do anything else, I'm just by myself, and I'm just running, and there's no one outside. It's just me and, you know, a few other people, and I'm just enjoying going wherever I want to go.
1: And I feel was. Yeah. Yeah. I feel really lucky. The people who travel with me have now recognized that running is just a must for me. It's not like a, oh, it would be nice to, it is like, okay, well, Amanda is going to go run. And so that gives me that little bit of freedom. Um, I've done a number of like press trips where I'm with people I don't know. And so I'll still do the, like, I'm just going to get up really early. They may or may not even notice, but like it blows their minds. (laughs) But for me, it's just like, that is the piece of the day that I'm going to hold on to and make the rest of the day even more special.
0: Right. And it sounds like for you, it's, it's similar to what I experienced when I run in the mornings, I am in a good mood for the rest of the day. Yes. So whereas if I run at night. I like it too if I don't have any other option I do it but it's just like it feels like I have been holding on like the whole day I've been like I need to, I want to go run <laughs> so I'm not in a good mood and then I run and then I fix my mood for the rest when it's too late when I'm going to get sleep. so yes. yeah yeah so um, is there any race that you have in your mind because you've done I mean I've heard great things about the Jerusalem Half half I've heard people who yeah. ran it and they, I they thought it was like this amazing yeah. experience. But do you have anything that you are like, I haven't done this one and this is...
1: A couple of the big ones. So I was supposed to do Chicago this year and I was excited. That was going to be kind of my post-surgery comeback marathon. Um, But like London, Berlin, I think those look amazing. Granted, if I just go there and run, I will probably be equally as happy (laughs) as if I do the race. Um, So those are kind of a couple, I think, that are top of mind. Otherwise, really it'll come down to kind of finding things to do with friends. I think that long-term, like, I love, let's get together for a race vacation is so much fun.
0: Right in terms of um moving forward with you know other books social media i mean there's so much when you're gonna go to your website you have written so much about running there's and if you google anything about running chances are you're gonna end up (laughs) <laughs> on your site <laughs> it doesn't matter what you're googling you find Amanda Brooks <laughs> it's, so you've written about so much stuff and you know so much about running but what is something that you would like to do with your running career in terms of either YouTube or Instagram or your
1: site or books yeah I think there's definitely another book I have in mind so we'll see what happens with that and um, right now I'm super super excited about this virtual run club and kind of giving people access to a coach in an affordable way because I think people have all these questions and I understand that like one-to-one coaching is expensive so it's just not a great option for everyone so I'm very excited about that. Um, Long term like I love to talk about running obviously so I would love to do more speaking engagements and things like that down the road so i think that will definitely come into play as hopefully races and the world kind of comes back together right once we're over this um
0: pandemic so talk to me more about your virtual um coaching how does it work
1: yeah if anybody's
0: curious about it what what are the basic basics about
1: So basics are there's a course that you can go through where I provide a lot of what's in the book in video, so showing you how to do a foot strike or how to run hills, so uphill, downhill, all of that. And then we have a Facebook group. And so in the group, I'm going live once a week we have a focus each month. So August, we were really focused on kind of nutrition around running for weight loss because so many had questions on that and I wanted them to eat enough instead of just subtracting calories. Um, And then in September, we're really going into like low heart rate base building so that this fall we can all do like some 5k, 10ks together. And I think that'll be nice to just have like oh, we're actually going to base build instead of jumping right in. Um, And then as a group, so as a community, do some speed together. And it's an amazing community. I love it. I see people post a question and everyone kind of hop in. And then it's myself and the two coaches that I have on Run to the Finish coming in to provide those answers. So it's just such a nice way to like get answers to your questions from someone who knows, but also from your fellow runners in a safe space. So I think people get a little nervous on social media to always post things very publicly. So knowing like it's a private group, only people who are also there with the same goals, um, you know, are seeing and answering, I think is, it's amazing.
0: Right. And now I tend to ask people about their shoes, just because we, <laughs> runners, we love our shoes. Yep. Um, so I have actually have two questions for you. Number one, what's your favorite? Like what shoes do you like running in at the moment? That's number one. And then number two, what's that piece of um, something that you run with either a top
1: or a bra? I mean, women, we like, <laughs> we're very specific about our. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, I run in a lot of shoes. Um, I love running shoes. I love testing running shoes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right now, though, I mean, literally for, gosh, over three years now, I think the Nike Epic React oh, has wow. been a shoe. And I have not run in Nike prior to that for, I don't know a decade. Um, But that one is like this very cushioned, lightweight, neutral shoe. And so I've been in love with it for years now. I also run a lot in uh, the Hoka Clifton. And then I've been testing Skechers and I will tell you I'm super impressed. So I'm kind of excited to share more about that. I've been running in them for like six months. Pretty, I was impressed. I wasn't sure what to think at first. I really have liked those. Um, People like them. Like I've heard, yeah, um, yeah, I've heard heard great things. So, yeah. So, I mean, I could talk shoes forever. The thing (laughs) I feel like I run with the most though, is actually my hydration pack because I can carry my phone. It's got a little safety alarm clipped onto it. Like it's just, it makes my life so easy. So I feel like, and most, a lot of my runs are over an hour. So it's kind of my everyday like grab and go that I wear a ton and I love it's the mine is called the camelback marathoner vest but it's been renamed to something new but that's my fave.
0: I, 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 I love mine as well sometimes I wear it without the water and I just yeah. put stuff <laughs> <laughs> I run with it because I want to carry. I don't know one of those. You know, when you're in the fall, and sometimes you don't know if it's gonna be cold or yeah, it's cold when jacket, you get out. And jacket it gloves. <laughs> with your hat there, and everything. Yeah, so it doubles up as a backpack, really. Yes, yeah, I love mine too. Well, this this has been great, Amanda. I really love that you had the opp- that I had the opportunity to. Bring your expertise to, you know, people who watch my channel and, and listen to my podcast. I've been a fan forever. And I don't know if you're aware of this, but you actually have answered me on Instagram. I'm sure tons of people ask you. But you have a lot of followers. Thousands of thousands. I try really hard to answer. <laughs> you have answered me a couple of times, which, you know, when I look at the followers, sometimes I message someone, but it's not because... I think they're going to answer me. It's more because I want to compliment them or send, you know, an opinion or feedback or something, um, but you have always answered, always. So thank you for that because I think you are very approachable and, and you, your book is phenomenal. I mean, it's, I have books that I always, that have a special place in my heart yours is one of them definitely the other one is the the big book of half marathons the one from runner's world which is like the bible you know it has so much information but yours is very down to earth has practical um information and i think the the portion about the um, running injuries and how to do strength training i think that's so important and it's I think it's phenomenal that it's at the front you know it's like front and center in your book like it's it has it's like it has this much weight on it and i really like that because i think we should all strength train if we want to continue injury free (laughs) so continue running for many many years yes
1: well thank you so
0: much so thank you amanda thanks so much have a great
1: day thanks
0: I hope you enjoyed this interview with Amanda Brooks. Links to all her social media platforms will be in the show notes. And please don't forget to visit the I community on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Come back to listen to more episodes. And as always, run fearless, you guys.